Today is October 23rd, 2006, and this is the Privacy Podcast. Welcome to the Privacy Podcast. I'm Aaron Titus, podcasting sort of live from my closet. This is show number six, Cell Phone Privacy. For those of you who are Homestar Runner fans, allow me to quote some truly insightful comments from the most popular character, Strongbad, who explains what cell phones are really for. Originally, cellular cell phones were for sending misspelled messages to your friends, telling them where you are in the food court. Pom-Pom just bought movie tickets with his cell phone. Oh, he just watched the movie on his cell phone. Oh, oh, oh! Pom-Pom just wrote, directed, produced, and distributed a movie with his cell phone. And he just got into Sundance. High five, brother! While you probably haven't used your cell phone to distribute your indie movie lately, you probably have used it to text message. Now that you've graduated from high school, your messages are probably a little more sophisticated. Or perhaps not. As it turns out, people text message about everything, from confidential business arrangements to extramarital affairs. So where do all these text messages go? Well, nowhere. They stay right on your cell phone, even after you've deleted them. In a widely publicized incident, a technology company called Trust Digital recently purchased 10 used cell phones off eBay and other refurbished cell phone sites. While testing a piece of security software, they found 27,000 printed pages of text messages. 27,000 pages! That's huge! I swear we're all going to get arthritis in our thumbs if we keep up that pace. Anyway, the text messages contain some pretty confidential stuff. One conversation gave a play-by-play of a man cheating on his wife, while others detailed pending business agreements, bank accounts, and passwords. The married man had followed the instructions to delete the messages before he sold the phone on eBay, but that wasn't enough. In order to speed up cell phones, they, like hard drives, don't actually delete old data. Instead, they simply hide the information or make it available to the system for later overriding. However, using inexpensive software programs available online, you can undelete just about any messages that have ever been on your phone even messages from previous owners. Advances in technology are often focused towards convenience, since that's what the consumer demands. It takes a lot of time to completely delete a message from a cell phone's memory, and that's time that the average consumer is not willing to give. Consequently, security and privacy often come second or third, or not at all. Technology advances also make yesterday's gadgets obsolete. Again, to quote Strongbad, The word technology means magic. It's basically anything that's really cool that you don't know how it works. And if it breaks, you have to buy a new one. The average person changes cell phones every 18 to 24 months. Chances are your old cell phone either broke or went out of style. Do you know where it is now? If that cell phone is in someone else's hands, I hope that you never received or sent an embarrassing or sensitive text message or image. For example, just a few weeks ago, a male acquaintance of my sister bought a cell phone from a mutual female friend. While cleaning out old text messages and images, he came across a nude image of his friend's chest. Privacy is far more than just a convenience or a nicety. False or misleading information about your identity, or correct information in the wrong hands, can easily influence how much you pay for insurance, whether you can purchase a house, get a job, or even your opportunities for education. And guarding privacy means much more than just protecting your social security number, health information, or email address. Vast storehouses of personal information are maintained by private companies and the government. 
That information is analyzed and rehashed to affect everything from your medical coverage to television programming. In the wrong hands, it may be manipulated and abused. Big Brother is more than just the government now, and he's already peeping. In September 2006, the Washington, D.C. law firm Foley completed a major privacy survey of 156 senior executives, corporate counsel, and managers from a wide cross-section of industries. The survey measured key indicators of how seriously American companies take privacy. The results were not encouraging. In short, American companies are concerned about privacy, but largely because there has not been any high-profile privacy litigation many are not taking serious steps to safeguard their information. Well, what information do they have? Of the companies surveyed, 72% maintain social security numbers. 56% maintain health information and records, while 46% keep bank account records. More than 80% keep individuals' dates of birth, while 94% maintain names and addresses. Nearly three-quarters of the companies surveyed keep email addresses. There is, of course, more information on the report, and I've included a link where you can request a copy of the report. In another emerging example of Big Brother information storage, Writely was recently unveiled by Google. Writely is a fantastic online word processor, which simulates a desktop environment. It will do just about everything a traditional word processor will do. It also has the built-in ability to do a multi-user simultaneous collaboration. And in true Google style, the web application is free a far cry from what you'll pay for Microsoft Word. So look out, Microsoft, the consumer wins again. But is it really a victory for the consumer? Consider Google's pledge to save everything, your searches, and all of the emails for Gmail users. Gmail already virtually peeps at every email you send and receive, analyzing the contents and returning targeted advertising to match the subject of the email. Just like any publicly traded company, Google will be under additional pressures to maximize shareholder worth by maximizing the worth of the vast storehouses of data that it owns. It is conceivable that sometime in the future, all of that information will be just too valuable to leave private. When you use Writely to compose a document, Ajax technology records your keystrokes on a remote server every 10 seconds, and Google stores it indefinitely. The Ajax technology is great, but it is also a new web experience for most users. Most people understand that when you fill out a form online, it doesn't get sent or recorded until you click Send. But that's not true for Writely or any Ajax application. Even mistakes are recorded. That's handy when you're trying to implement an undo function, but problematic for a user who is unaware that a potentially embarrassing mistake might be recorded permanently. If it's not on your hard drive, how will you ever be assured that once you delete a document, it is truly gone? But aside from that, other far more common threats to your privacy exist. In previous podcasts, I explained how many universities store confidential information on insecure servers. Even with strict privacy policies in place, data breaches can and do occur. And it appears that consumers have very little legal protection. The Foley Report detailed three recent suits where individuals sued companies for losing their personal information. All three were dismissed. You certainly can't expect much privacy protection on your work email. First, the courts have been pretty clear that employees enjoy little or no expectation of privacy in the course of employment. But remember, just like your text messages, emails remain on company hard drives indefinitely. 
Because properly sanitizing a hard drive is laborious and expensive, most companies simply don't take the time to do it. They just dump the old computers on eBay. Privacy specialist and MIT graduate Simpson Garfinkel purchased old hard drives from law firms, computer stores, and eBay, 235 in all. Part-time and on a budget of less than $1,000, he was able to recover thousands of credit card numbers, detailed financial information on hundreds of people, confidential corporate files, thousands of emails, and personal journals. So, next time you send an email at work, throw away a hard drive, or sell your cell phone, take an extra minute to make sure that the information is completely erased. And if you have any especially damaging text messages or images on that cell phone, consider giving it an acid bath. Well, that does it for this episode. I hope you found it helpful, and thank you for listening. But before I go, here's this episode's privacy tip. Use common sense when sending private information electronically. Never use a work email account to send bank account information, social security numbers, or anything you wouldn't want to share with others. Remember that once your company's hard drives are outmoded, they'll probably be auctioned off on eBay without a proper sanitation. Carefully consider what types of instant and text messages you send to others and what kind of pictures you take. They could, someday, come back to haunt you. I really appreciate listener feedback. Send email to privacy at erintitus.net or leave a note online, www.erintitus.net slash privacy. You can access this podcast at erintitus.net slash privacy or on iTunes. Music today was Mr. Banks by Timothy Seeley, available online at podsafeaudio.com. Quotes from the ever-venerable Strongbad are at www.homestarrunner.com. Transcripts from this or any other show are available upon request. Sort of live and sleep-deprived from my closet, I'm Aaron Titus.